what's up world and all who inhabit it um that's you're in for a cold open this time i think i wanted to start i've been wanting to start doing these more but um i never had the time let's not waste too much time let's just get right into it in three two one you are listening to harley with your host Gary Allen. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Welcome back to Harley Podcast. My, I am your host, Gary, and we're back with another podcast. I I can't believe it's already time. I feel like I barely like I feel like I I just recorded the podcast and uploaded it yesterday, but apparently it's been an entire fucking week. So there's that. I got a few things I want to get into this week with y'all. Um, actually, something just came up into my head that is slightly more of a personal one that I'm gonna add to the list of topics that I would like to talk about today. And I may even just start off with it. Um, and that is money situation for myself. Um, okay, let me just write it down. I, I don't even know why I'm writing it down if I'm about to get into it. But anyway, <laughs> and also my phone is about to die. So let me plug this puppy up. Nobody, 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 no. Okay, okay. My money situation. As you already know, I'm poor. <laughs> um, The most money that I really have ever gained was like maybe a few thousand. And that was because of the stimulus check and unemployment. And I kind of have been lingering and like holding on to just a, a little bit of that and like working to make money but recently i got fired well not recently it's been a few weeks now but um i was working at my I, the job i was working at they were starting to lay people off a lot and well they mainly was laying me off um and like a like two other people because okay let, let me just say that i was late a lot you know i I did kind of have like a, a bit of an attendance problem even though i got it together after they kind of warned me but i still was late every now and then and um and when i was when i was late after i like got my stuff in check it would be a cut, like some minutes or so and sometimes i was like ain't lie sometimes i was late like maybe even an hour or so so it, even more so you know with that that's not, that's not why i got fired though um <coughs> excuse me um so basically they were overstaffed like heavily the, the the job that I was doing it was it was essentially a pretty easy call worker job and they were clearly overstaffed and so they needed to drop people like they, they took almost every day it was VTO like voluntary time off as in like you could leave almost every day they came in was a VTO for somebody so that you know it, so that they could like drop some hours and drop having to pay people and one thing they started to do was they started to lay people off and like literally they they did it to me twice um and 
the reason why it was done to me was because they needed to do it anyway to somebody. So they figured, why not do it to the people who are late all the time? Like, why would we do it to the people who are here on time and stuff like that? Which makes sense. But it still was kind of fucked up because I I live with my sister. She's like my roommate and like we pay half half rent, but I still have to pay rent. Like I still got bills to pay and y'all laying me off literal weeks at a time. They did it twice. The first time they did one week, which is, which is a punch in the gut. And then the second time they did it two weeks, which is definitely a punch in the gut. So. I started to look for another job like in in that two weeks that they laid me off. I took that opportunity to look for another job because I'm like, I'm not about to keep getting laid off. This is some bullshit. I don't give a fuck if I'm a couple of minutes late or something like that. Like you shouldn't be laying people off weeks at a time. So I started to look for a new job and I actually had one in the bag, um, like ready to start working and stuff like that. But I realized that I could like, get unemployment for the weeks that um that they were laying me off and so i decided to go through go do unemployment and um and like you know get those week claim those weeks and stuff like that and i got fired in that time that i was uh, you know doing that and so currently my unemployment situation though is like no money has come for that from that either so i don't know <laughs> i don't know currently currently not doing well financially you know i really it's it's actually really hard i one of the, y'all as y'all know i've been wanting to do this rv thing i've been wanting to get an rv and i would want to drive out to la and like you know try to live like a cheaper like sustainable life in the place that i love but money has really been getting in the way of that. Like, obviously, like I thought about everything. I thought about like, you know, how I would need to take care of the car, the cost of, of, you know, maintenance and getting the vehicle itself. And, you know, one thing I didn't think about though was what exactly I would do while I was out there. That was the one thing that I didn't think about, but everything else I thought about, I even thought about how I would make content on the way there. Like I felt like, getting an RV and doing that would be like a content cow that I could just, you know, use and milk and milk and milk. Cause I, I knew I can make some good content with that. But, and, and that's why like, and that's why like me thinking about what I was going to do once I got there really didn't get in my way too much because I knew what I was going to do while I was there. Well, I mean, while I was on my way there. And then also I knew I would love living out there in the first place. So why not do it? But the main thing that really is stopping me is my financial situation. I don't have really anything in the bank. Like, I'm not like, but completely broke. But let's just say that the amount of money I have is very, very, very far from me even possibly getting a cheap couple thousand dollar RV. And that that really is a punch in the gut. Like it really is because I really wanted to to do this RV thing and like live in an RV and finally move out to Los Angeles. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. I mean, I was never 100% sure if I was going to be able to do that, but now I'm really not sure if I'm going to be able to do that. And that that kind of sucks. Um another thing that like I had thought of was possibly um taking out a mortgage. I didn't think about it too much, even though I know people have been telling me before, but I didn't think about it until like recently, like how smart it would be for me to just get a mortgage for a house. Like 
I could pay a mortgage off for a decently sized house, like a pretty good house, and I could pay it off for a couple of years, like, you know, and maybe until I'm 35 or something like that. It's still young, but it could be like $500 a month. And and then there's also programs and stuff like that to help you pay with mortgage. But getting a nice, like, couple bedroom house where you pay only, like, worth what's worth for rent, like a one and not even a one a studio apartment worth amount of money a month except it's a house with like three bedrooms and you paying it off until you own it like that's genius it's literally genius i don't know why the black community well i actually do know why the black community really doesn't like try to do this anymore and it's because of white people they white people has made it hard for black people to to be able to to get houses and own houses for literal generations like that's what's because getting a house is like it's very very beneficial for generational wealth like if 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 black more black people owned their homes there wouldn't be so much like um i want to say disorientation like there people would have a steady a, a home where they can work out of operate out of bring in a steady income and just be a little bit more secure and that would drastically benefit um black people and people period um over time and would make and like you know would rise our class levels really so you know white people they make it hard for black people and other people of color to to get homes and houses because they're racist and they don't want them to they don't want black they don't want to see black people like get up there you know what i'm saying so like they deny it's like literal history of them denying black people mortgages and stuff like that but that's besides the point um like i wanted to do this but here's that's another problem is i am going to get rejected like um, i'm almost 99 percent sure i'm going to get rejected for a mortgage not because i'm black or not simp not only because i'm black but because I'm young, I'm now unemployed, and I don't have any credit. I don't have good or bad credit, as far as I know. I just don't have credit at all because, like, I'm only 19 years old. Like, I haven't done anything to build my credit yet. So that's another thing. Is like I could I could have done this as well. Like, if I could have got me a house, if I could have. Oh my gosh, I wanted. Oh my god, it's so frustrating. If I could have gotten me a house. I, first of all, would finally have a sense of security. Like for literal years, I have been in a situation where I have, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I'm going to be at a place for a long period of time. Like it, literal years of me being kicked out of my dad house, going to my mama house, kicked out of my mama house, going to my dad house, living with my grandma living with my sister, having a freaking stay a couple of months at my friends. Like I literally have been all over the place for years now. And I feel like that's really, um, that's really hit me creatively. Um, because I, I haven't had a sense of security. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, uh, for sure, hundred percent known exactly where I was going to stay like long term, And I think that's really gotten in the way of me mentally and like creatively, creatively, because I feel like if I don't feel secure, how am I ever supposed to feel comfortable enough to sit down and really like try to try to do things, you know, 
which is not an excuse because I still do creative things anyway, but I still think that it kind of like affects it to a certain degree. But if I were to get a house, if I were to get a house and and be paying like $500 a month until I own the house, like over those years, I would be, I, it would be my house. Like I could have my own house, have my own sense of security, won't need to rely on anybody really ever again. Like I would be on my own officially and that would be my base of operations where I could work and I could create my art. I could continue with Penny Street, build it up and like I really, that is what I would hope that would be. But the thing is that I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to get, you know, I'm actually 99% sure I'm going to get rejected. And that really is, it really sucks. It really does. I'm still going to try. I'm not going to just not attempt because I hate when people do that. Like, I'm just not going to attempt because I know that it's like, what? You need to attempt anyway. I'm still going to attempt. And I'm also not throwing the RV thing out, out the window. I'm still going to try to do that if that's like, you know, a possibility, but I think that I wanted, I think I like this house idea even more to be completely honest. I think I like this house idea even more. It makes me feel more secure. Like I have a whole house. It would make me feel more comfortable. I'm just praying. And I know I'm an atheist, but I'm still praying. No, I'm, I'm hoping I am hoping, hoping dearly that I don't get rejected. I know that I am, but I'm hoping that I'm not. <laughs> Yeah, like, and and I'm approaching, um, it's approaching a few months until my sister is ready to move out. And the place that we live in at y'all is like, the price is ridiculous. Like paying $700 a month for a one bedroom floor, like really just a floor. Or, and I mean, it's not even a house. Like it's, it's like, it's literally the smallest place is it's like one hallway one big hallway that has the kitchen the the um the living room the bathroom and the bedroom all in one thing and it's like it's really really small but yet we're paying seven hundred dollars plus a month for it and it's not in good condition like it does not look straight. It's it's just it's nowhere near worth the amount that we're paying for it. And I can't personally change that because I came here while my sister was paying this off. Like she was doing this herself, and then I came in and like you know we started to split it. So I I don't know the the um, landlord or anything like that. This is literally worth like four hundred dollars a month though. Like realistically, four or five hundred dollars a month. And if if even that, like that's how small and like bath this place is and we're paying that much but my sister is almost leaving like in a few months she has been i love my sister and i love how hard she's been working she's been getting her own house she's been working towards getting her own house she has put money down on it and is like in the process of fixing it up so and like once if it meets the standards of um if it meets a certain amount of standards i've got the program but it's basically you get a rundown house like that was in auction and you get it off you know you auction for it and if you win you get the house and then you fix it up like and if you can fix it up in the six month time span that they give you and it meets all of the standards then you will own the house and that was my sister's plan and that's what she's been working on and i'm happy for her and i'm i'm so happy that she's actually doing this because 
it, it really is a change of pace for for somebody in this family, you know. But with that being said, she is going to be leaving out of here soon. And um, if I unless I leave first, like I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't I don't know what my situation is um, after she leaves, because I, I definitely can't afford seven a seven hundred dollar a month place that's ridiculous especially i could possibly even try to make that work if i had a roommate which i don't want or if it was a a house like if it was something that was actually worth seven hundred dollars a month but it's not so i need to get out of here myself and um i'm trying to figure out how i'm gonna do that whether it be an rv um, the, in, in order of what I want it to be to the least that I want it to be a house that I get from a mortgage, a RV, or the one that I want it to be the least having to find another place that I just rent out regularly. And, you know, th- I just don't want that. <laughs> I really fucking don't. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, wanted to let y'all know a little bit of my situation. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do, like where the future is headed and, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I haven't been worrying about it as much. I don't think I should, it's like beating me in my, my head, but it is something that's in the forefront of my mind. Like I am thinking about it. I am trying to figure out um, what I'm going to do. So yeah, I'm just, that's, that's kind of stressful. I, I'm I'm going to hopefully like when next week or maybe in the, in a few weeks, I'm going to like try to schedule a meeting with my bank or somebody that can that could possibly loan me um the, the mortgage money or something like that i don't know i'm gonna figure all of that out and once i do it i'll come back to y'all in whatever podcast that is but in other news or in you know yeah in other news less depressing stuff because i'm actually not in a bad mood i actually, I actually got out of the bat out of the shower i mean and like i think i should start taking showers before i make the podcast i feel like it makes me more comfortable i feel i just feel in in, a, in better spirits honestly like you feel all sluggish and dirty and like you know nasty when you before you get in the shower and then you feel like a brand new person once you get out so maybe i should start um doing that but i don't know i may not even fucking remember to do that but in other news i introduced my next character who y'all now i can now say is valentina marjorie valentina sweet um i in in the artist that illustrated her um was inked under at inked under on instagram um Oh my gosh. I I am so ecstatic about about this reveal. Inked under did or ink uh, for short did an amazing job. Like I know I just was saying stuff about this the last podcast because I actually just went back to listen to it, but it's real, y'all. Like <clears throat> it's almost unbelievable how real all of this actually is. It really is just so real and it's blowing my mind. Ink did an amazing job on Valentina and I love the way they did it. Like, oh my gosh. It looks so good and it's it's perfect. Like I, I couldn't be more happy with another, you know, first reveal of a character. It looks great. Valentina um, she actually, I'm, I believe she was actually my first 
character that I thought of, if not the second, it's, it's between Baby and Teddy and Valentina. Uh, those two groups. Um, one of the one of those was my first. I believe it was her though, but she en- ended up getting introduced second. But um, yeah, like she's been sitting there for a really long time, and as y'all know. I love the fifties era. I love Marilyn Monroe, Audrey Hepburn, which in the in the video I said I see Aubrey Hepburn. Um I'm I'm dumb as hell, but I, I love um Ford versus V Ferrari, that movie. I love the Norman Rockwell. I love the the entire fifties retro aesthetic. I love it. It looks like um another thing that I love. Um like the fallout, you know, fallout city is like, you know, um, nuke town and stuff like that. Like those, that theme is like, it is, it feels so good to me. Like I love that aesthetic. It brings me this nostalgic feeling for a time that I wasn't even a part of. And I love it. I love it so, so much. So I had to, when I was thinking of the Penny Street characters, of course, I was going to have to make a character that what came from that era, and that is Valentina. Valentina is from that era. She's heavily inspired by Audrey Hepburn, Betty Boop, and Marilyn Monroe. Um, that because essentially, mainly Betty Boop and Marilyn Monroe, like those are the two that I really, really draw a lot of inspiration from. Because one, I wanted me a like cartoon character like Betty Boop, an, an, an iconic cartoon character, the like, you know, female um, sex symbol type of character that showed up on, you know, merch and, you know, fashion and stuff like that. But then also like somebody as beautiful and as iconic and like voice and hair and everything look as iconic as Marilyn Monroe. So I, that's where Valentina comes from. and. One thing also is that I have always really, really liked people with red hair. Um, and like, I think that people with red hair and like those greenish or like, you know, bluish or jade color eyes. Like, I feel like those are some of the coolest looking people. They just look really, really cool to me. I I feel like red hair is it's very normal, but at the same time, it's like an anomaly. Like you have red hair. Everybody else has like black, brown, you know, blonde hair. You have red hair. Your hair is literally like red. In another world, like it's blue normal. You know what I'm saying? Like I just feel like that's it's a bit weird. And that's something that I always thought was really cool and that I honestly was attracted to and that's how she was originally you know thought of was like with that look but over time I kind of like wanted it to be a little bit more iconic make her a little bit more different and so her hair is actually supposed to be rose gold like a more of on the like pinkish side you know like rose gold I feel like though the hair in um in what you have saw with Valentina isn't exactly like the exact vision is close enough. Like for now, I think it looks really, really good. And I'm very, very happy with it. So before I move on, go check out Penny Street official on Instagram. I I really hope to, to change that to Penny Street eventually. But like I tried to contact the person who owns the uh, who has the Penny Street name but they haven't replied. So I don't even know. And it's like an old lady. So I don't even know if she even uses Instagram like that. So it's just really, really frustrating, but go, go to Penny street official on Instagram and 
go, you know, follow, like it up, um, show your support for Valentina and Baby and Teddy. And go, also go to Ink Thunder on Instagram. That's I-N-K-E-D-U-N-D-E-R. Ink Thunder. Yep, that's it. And uh, go give them a follow, um, give them a like, you know, and go show them some support um, on my behalf. And now with that being said, Oh yeah, another thing is I I was scrolling through TikTok and this is another thing that really makes me think that think that uh Pinstry is destined for greatness is like I was scrolling through TikTok and you never really hear the name Marjorie. You never see Marilyn Monroe stuff around, even for somebody who like is interested in that type of stuff. I don't scroll through TikTok and see a lot of Marilyn Monroe themed things and definitely don't see anybody named Marjorie. And it's funny enough is like after I introduced Marjorie Valentina Sweet and, you know, who is a Marilyn Monroe inspired character, I'm scrolling through TikTok and I see two tiktoks literally back to back one of them is a funny tiktok of uh, of a girl who is like supposed to be the secretary at the white house and she has catches this attitude with like this crazy bitch that i that was recently going across the news or something. i don't know what involvement she has but her name was marjorie and i thought that was really weird but then i scrolled and I saw this one boy who, like, was making this, like, joke about farting on the toilet or some shit like that. But funny enough, oddly enough, he, like, lifted his camera to show Marilyn Monroe and was talking to Marilyn Monroe. Uh, this like, painting in behind him. I'm just like, what are the odds? What are the odds that I would see something like that, you know? Which is really crazy to me. And it just really tells me what this is like really destined for like it's really destined for greatness now with those things being said it's time for me to move on to i got a couple of topics actually that i want to hit um i think i want to like make a a large portion of this about wandavision so i'm not going to get too into that just yet i want to talk about trisha paytas david dobrik and big nick scoot in a little bit here I don't know if y'all pay attention to H3H3 or like the Frenemies podcast and stuff like that, but I do. Um, I listened to the Frenemies podcast. It was something that I wasn't really into at first, but I gave it a chance and it was actually really good. And I really like their podcast and I really enjoy it, you know, and they do have a good dynamic. People say that they have a good dynamic. They do. They really do have a good dynamic. And I don't know. It's just something about the podcast that's that's really interesting. Though I sometimes feel like A Street is a little bit aggressive and a little bit bossy and shit. But, you know, I can get past that. Like, if, if Trisha Pages can get past, like, that and, like, it's kind of, like, low blows and shit. But she'd be throwing shots back, too. But, like, you know. Obviously, they, they, they got a good dynamic and they still doing it. So I'm going to still keep listening. And we all know about how Trisha Paytas was like, you know, she say all of these things about um, the vlog squad and, you know, David Dobrik being like, you know, sinister and shit and like Jason Nash being a pushover old man and stuff like that. Like, and I really put some thought into that and I was like, wow, like it is kind of true. Like I feel like it's definitely been shown. I think I already talked about this in the podcast and I feel like I definitely feel like it's been shown, you know, um, though I still like David Dobrik, I can't say 
that I haven't sensed his kind of bullshit. You know, like, first of all, as I've said before in the past, that annoying ass fucking like kitty kind of tone in his voice, like obviously the majority of his audience is children. So I understand it, but it's like, it's really, really cringy for him to be putting on that fake, like go swipe up kind of attitude. Like, Oh guys, like, I don't know. It's just really, really cringy to me. And it like gives me those Shane Dawson vibes where he was trying to act all wholesome and shit. Like that's the type of fake shit that you can tell is bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying this all knowing like still, liking david dobrik you know what i'm saying but it, it's like let's be real here it's bullshit and let's be real here about another thing we all know that the fucking vlog squad are just money hungry assholes who literally just feed off of fucking david dobrik's clout like this is not i don't even think they should be getting offended by some shit like this i mean it's like it's it's pretty true and i think that another thing that's true is jason nash like he kind of is a bit of a fucking like first of all we all know he's money hungry you know what i'm saying like he literally lets a fucking kid humiliate him, you know, and he wouldn't be doing that unless he was like, I know he wouldn't be doing that unless he was getting something for it. But then again, even if you are getting something for it, that doesn't like, you know, blow away the fact that like, you kind of are a bit of a, a bit of a pushover. You're kind of a bit of a, like, I don't know. You just are uh, I, like, it's not very, um, What's the word I'm trying to look? I don't want to say manly because I feel like that's like it can women can be womanly and be like, so I don't want to like say specifically manly. I just feel like it's a bit of a shame that Jason Nash would like let himself be the bud of so many jokes. And like, it's a bit pathetic. And recently uh, I listened to this, to the, uh, H3 after after dark, which I always thought that H3 H3 was supposed to be like he he, but nobody ever says he he. But I was listening to the H3 after dark podcast, and Big Nick came on there, and he was you know he kind of like went on a, like a little bit of a thing talking about his experience with the vlog squad, which he kind of was like beating around the bush a lot. Like he kind of was like trying to be as nice as possible about it, which I respect. Like I, you can really tell that he has grown as a person. Like part of me think that like, he was kind of like saying little things to maybe try to get, you know, throw some shots in there so that people can pick it up. But for the majority, I think that he was kind of like, he was being like very, very mature about his experience. But I think that what he said said a lot. And I'm about to get into that after this break. (laughs) Okay, so he didn't really go into too much detail for real, for real. Actually, maybe I should just like, should I just go through through it and like react to it? I don't know. He did, because I can't fully remember everything that was said. But he did say something along the lines of like, he kind of was like, put into a very dark place because of how much they made fun of his height and like, you know, his dwarfism. And, you know, I felt like, you know, that I don't know how controversial that really is because, um, you know, he, like you said, he did allow the jokes to happen and it's kind of like, you know, it's not like anybody's trying to hide that. I think one of the more interesting things that he was saying was that he was talking about like how, um, he was talking about how everybody talked about each other behind each other's backs all the time. And like, you know, he was kind of making it a point that, that everybody really is just like money hungry in there and like really just 
you know, are just very toxic people. One thing that actually kind of annoys me nowadays, actually, is like, you know, when people bring up demonic energy and stuff like that. But I get it. I do understand it. And I feel like it irritates me now because for the longest time I was watching Lovely T and she always brought up like, you know, how she's an empath and like, you know, energies and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, lady, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I really, really like Lovely T, but sometimes her and like Choice TV kind of like get under my skin a little bit because it's like they just so they just come off so conceited sometimes. Like I come with the receipt, so I only speak facts. And it's like shut the fuck up. I actually stopped watching Choice TV. But as y'all probably, if y'all been listening to a long time, uh, listen for a long time, you know that podcast I made about Choice TV. I'm pretty sure I made it where I was talking about how like the nigga is actually really a fucking psycho. Like I never realized that he fucking that he was actually so stupid like I, oh my gosh yeah <laughs> it, it really did shock me um my when i really learned about how he really really is and i was somebody who sat through a lot of controversial things that he said and still liked and respected him and subscribed because i thought that he really had a, a good viewpoint and outlook on things but i feel like he actually is just somebody who is really full of hatred and i feel like that influences his political views and his like you know philosophical and ideological views and even though a lot of those ideological and philosophical views i i um i agree with and i think that he has a very good outlook i on them i think that other times he kind of just has a very negative hateful outlook on them but anyway that's besides the point big nick he talked about the demonic energy in there how everybody like talks about each other behind their back and how like i don't know he just said a lot of interesting shit to me i feel like he everything that he said really you know confirms everything that we all think you know what i'm saying like and i, I just want to say something as well um this may be more of a controversial thing but like I don't like that he that David Dobrik literally never got any type of like um, repercussions for actually being like a statutory rape apologist. Like he really did. He really did. And don't get me wrong. Like I really want to meet David Dobrik one day. And I hope that like he if he ever listens to this, it's no like bad blood because like we don't know each other. And I'm just giving my opinions on the subject. But he actually should have like he he kind of was fucked up for ignoring that he kind of was fucked up for ignoring the racist jokes and stuff like that never apologizing for them for real not 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 that i've seen anywhere when seth came out about the stuff that he was saying and also like i feel like dom has done a lot of fucked up shit as well i remember i actually like saved this one video in, in his vlogs and I like posted it on Twitter. I ended up deleting it. I don't know why, but I just I guess I just didn't want to be controversial. And I still don't. But Dom, like, it was this one part in the vlogs where it just seemed too real. Like it was this, he was like talking about how he had to like he was talking about a girl that he was about to go pick up, and then he mentioned that he needed to pick her up from school. And they was like, and him and Jason David and Jason was there, and it was like, How old is she? And it was like a brief moment of silence while Don was just looking and smiling like a fucking pervert and he wasn't saying shit. And then David Durbrick just made a joke and they laughed it off. And then it was like, that was that. But I, it, to me, it was too real. It was too real. And I'm like, 
no, something is not right here. This is weird. And I ended up posting it on Twitter, but I ended up deleting it. Um, I don't think I'd be able to find it now. Maybe it's like deep, deep somewhere in the dark depths of David Dobrik's older vlogs, but it's there somewhere and I don't like it, but I don't like that he, you know, I, I I'm I don't want to be a part of that group anymore. You know, I for the longest time I wanted to, you know, like every, as every young person does, especially being like David Dobrik's vlogs really, you know, they really made it seem like they, it was just like life was a party. And even when you knew all the like weird and crazy shit, like I've been knew that those fucking last majority of those laughs were fake, you know, excuse me. I knew that that they a lot of those people were really just there for money and clout i knew that you know david dobrik was is actually kind of an evil mean person who like yells at people and stuff like like i knew well i let me not say evil mean because i don't 100 percent know but i definitely can tell i pick up from the podcast that he he is pretty like aggressive and like mean and stuff like that they tell a lot of stories where he kind of um is a bit of an asshole, but that that's neither here nor there. I knew these things, and I still like that content. Why though? Like, I don't know. It's really hard. It's really hard to let go of people that you really like. Like, I really felt. I really wanted to believe the dream for the longest time, and to be honest, I, no, I can't even say I still do because I really don't. You know, number one main reason is because I don't watch David Dobrik's videos anymore. Like, because number one, he doesn't upload. But he, there was a point in time where I watch his videos like back to back and like rewatch his videos but i don't do that anymore for real i don't know maybe maybe i will in the future but i definitely haven't for a very long time now and i'm not 100 percent sure if i ever will ever again you know it's just it's, it may not just hit me like how it used to you know what i'm saying maybe i'm just growing out of it i don't know but you know you really wanted to to be a part of that when you was watching his vlogs you know it seemed like so much fun it, he seemed like he did so much good and it just seemed like dreams could come true. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was saying in my last podcast, like in the podcast before, like I, I went to his house hoping and dreaming that he would be able to to save me from this life of poverty and like help me become the artist that I was meant to be, you know? And like, I'm not surprised that that didn't work out because why the fuck would it work out? First of all, just because reality for myself, but also because of the reality that's really that has to deal with them, you know, like it's not all um, honey drops and rainbows or whatever the expression is behind those curtains. And I'm not, I'm not surprised to hear stuff like that. Um, even with the stuff that I'm saying, I don't know if this would piss anybody off or anything like that in the future. Honestly, I don't care because it's not like, like, it's not like I'm saying anything that's like really wrong, unless it's like incorrect. And I'm like, you know, and I'm saying something that's like really fucked up. Um, I don't understand why anybody would be really upset, but, um, let me see here. I mean, I guess I can make the majority of the, the rest of this podcast about, um, about WandaVision. I just want to see, like, is there anything else I can say about, um, about all the, like, I, I do want to say something, though, about, um, The Sip. I want to say something about that podcast. I really like to listen to that podcast, but one thing is for sure, two things is for certain. I'm not going to say Lizzie Gordon carries that podcast, because she doesn't. Like, Rylan definitely 
um, contributes to that podcast and makes it interesting to listen to as well. But I will say that Lizzie Gordon, like since she broke out on the first podcast, she is definitely her own star. I feel like she definitely is an entertainer. Like she really makes that podcast what it is. Um, It's just really fun and to listen to her, she can really have a podcast of her own. And it's, it's kind of funny how she can like be funny and like, you know, be charismatic and over the top, but then also be able to have like good views on stuff, like being able to switch through like her mature self and her advice giving self and like her funny self and her charismatic self. It's just like, it's just, she really is a, a great podcaster and who knows what kind of content she can make even more, you know? And she also was a writer. Um, somebody that, you know, I, that's something I can relate to because I'm a writer. I want to create films someday and, you know, write comic books and stuff. So that's another thing I can relate to her on. I think that she would really do a good job. I don't know why she's never done YouTube or anything like that before. Like, I don't know, but she would really do a good job at, you know, her own personal content. Um, and that's why I don't, I don't want to fucking be like, uh, be an asshole and be like, Rylan doesn't do anything and stuff like that because he actually does. Like they, they are very good together. I feel like they, they make the podcast fun and, Rylan does he does do a lot for the podcast as well I'm not about to be one of these assholes that's just like just because they got a problem with him because of Trisha Paytas they're gonna be like oh um Rylan doesn't do shit da, da, da. no I'm not gonna do none of that but anyway changing the subject because I got something great to talk about WandaVision let me take a drink y'all let me take a quick little drink drink and an eating of my honey bun (laughs) because it's about to get real Episode five of WandaVision was some of the craziest shit I've ever fucking seen. So many crazy things happened in this recent episode that I just watched yesterday. I actually can't even remember them all. First of all, WandaVision's kids keep aging themselves the fuck up at will. They already got powers and are already developed, but it's like... I still don't fully understand where the hell they came from. Where did y'all come from, children? Like, it's already been proven because when Monica Rambeau shot her own pants, that she, that WandaVision doesn't create reality. Like, she doesn't, she can't, like, she can manipulate reality, but she can't, like, warp reality if that i think that's kind of the same thing she just can't make things out of thin air she like ship shape shifted and manipulates matter she's a matter manipulator like and that's what you could tell when monica rambo shot her pants and it was made out of kevlar it was bulletproof like the bulletproof vest that she was wearing when she got sucked into the the town so it still is very 
weird to me that she was able to conceive children and that they actually exist. You know, I still think that it may be that they are the souls of Mephisto. They are soul shards of Mephisto or something. They they just can't be 100% real. I think that they're going to be taken away somehow because they they just can't be real. They just can't be 100% real because how? She can't just give herself babies, you know? But one thing that really um, was weird and interesting to me was when she left the town and confronted Monica Rambeau and uh, Hayward and, you know, everybody else that was outside, you know, the FBI and sword investigation teams that was outside the town trying to figure out what the hell was going on. She came out. Oh, oh, uh oh, well, um, I didn't say spoiler one. I'm just put it in the title. She came out of the town dressed regularly. She wasn't dressed in like her the TV themed outfit or anything like that. She, and her action was back. She was dressed back in her Scarlet witch outfit, except it looked way darker and she was very mean. And like she was, she was telling people to stay away from her home and stuff like that. And that was really weird to me. It really was kind of scary too, because number one, it painted a very, a very much so a villain vibe. Like, I could see I, I've been hearing things about her potentially being a, the villain of Multiverse of Madness with Dr. this Doctor Strange movie. And I can sort of believe it with the vibe that she was giving off in in the recent episode. But another thing that was really weird to me was that she actually knew what was going on. Like she's actually aware of her of what she's been doing. And this just like Vision said in the episode, like I'm not 100 percent sure. And I choose to believe that. She only just now had like realized it because in the previous episodes, she seemed like she didn't really know what was going on as if she was subconsciously doing this, but not really aware of her actions. And she was just like living her dream and not really aware of it, aware of it. But now it seems like she knows what's going on. It seems like she. It, it just seems like she she's doing this all now on purpose, and I find that very, very weird and kind of creepy and was really creepy and really scary but also really sweet now that i think about it is when she when the credits got brought up she was like can't i and then the credits just brought up like she was ending the episode and that was like fourth wall breaking like really cool shit to me i'm just like wow like that is really fucking creepy that she just is like eh, and like was really about to try to shut down vision when he was trying to confront her about what the hell was going on and yeah i don't know like it's weird because even when even when vision was confronting her she still seemed like she wasn't 100 percent sure she seemed like she was deflecting like she was sure about some of it but some of it she seemed like she wasn't sure about i don't think she even fully knows what's going on or if she does like no i don't know i don't know and before i go to the main part that i want to talk about i want to talk about when their dog sparky died I think it's a little sus that Agnes was already holding him in a blanket and as they approached and said that he was dead. I think that she killed him, obviously, number one. But I had a lot of theories. I, I'm pretty sure I had said like one of I think I said no, I didn't say it in the last podcast, but um I had a theory that possibly like what happened was is she probably killed the dog because you know, the dog probably couldn't be manipulated like how humans could be. 
just like our children probably can't can't be manipulated like how humans can be and so they're not there so she probably agnes probably killed the dog because she's an agent of a fisto who's trying to keep scarlet witch in this little bubble and the dog being reckless i don't know how he would like ruin the illusion but he could possibly ruin the illusion because he would act out of character because it's a dog and so she took him out but then i was watching new rock stars and wait, what was the, what was his theory um I'm not sure. I believe that, like, he said something along the lines of the dog being broken out of the illusion and the possibility of, you know, the Scarlet Witch or her children, since they have the power, it seems like, uh, the, the power of them reading the dog's mind could possibly reveal the truth to them, and they and she doesn't want them to know, so she killed them. So she killed the dog before they could, like, find it and read his mind because, like, the dog, the dog went over to her house and probably saw who ralph was and or what was going on at her place and what she was doing so she killed did something along those lines um and i think those are really good theories as well i think that that's actually what i believe more i don't know it's just we know that 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 dog didn't just die from eating her plants she killed that goddamn dog like period she killed that dog and no way she did it like there's no way around that but on to the biggest thing for me at least which i'm Let's be right here for y'all as well. The person, this is if y'all, if you thought that you was gonna stick around for the spoilers, like you was like, you know, okay, I don't care about the spoilers. Okay, but this this spoiler you may not want to stick around for. Like, I suggest you leave, go watch episode five, and then come back. But this really fucking geeked me up because Scarlet Witch was okay so the door the door after vision was confronting the scarlet witch or wanda he uh, they were arguing and the door suddenly started knocking and vision accused wanda of doing that and controlling it and she seemed pretty serious that it wasn't her she seemed pretty sincere and when she went to answer the door quicksilver came answer the door now i know that that is already a big of a reveal in itself. Quicksilver, her brother, who was supposedly dead, answered the door. Whoa, right? But get this. It wasn't just any Quicksilver. It wasn't it wasn't the Quicksilver she knew. Her brother from the MCU. It was Fox Quicksilver. Hold up, just to hold up. Let me get their names proper proper really quickly Evan Peters it was Evan Peters Quicksilver and the um the previous um Quicksilver was Aaron Taylor you know the guy who plays Kickass I love Kickass and like that's that's who he really is to me, but he also was Quicksilver as well, which he made a pretty good Quicksilver, but yeah. Evan Peters, y'all, was the Quicksilver that that showed up in WandaVision. If that doesn't blow your fucking mind, I don't know what will. And it, I don't know what it could mean. It could mean so many different things. Like, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is is his arrival 
something that's that basically is going to lead to the existence of mutants and the X-Men in the future of the MCU. But as I listen to more theories and I think about it more and more, it may not that may not be the situation. It may be an illusion. It may be Ralph or Mephisto or somebody coming to, you know, manipulate Wanda and make her feel better. I was listening. This is I really got this from New Rock Stars. Um, it may be somebody, it may be like the guy who's like, or the girl who's behind the scenes of this all, it may be them coming to manipulate Wanda before she really breaks out of the illusion because of vision who is arguing with her all the time and making her feel stressed. You know, this, this Quicksilver may be another distraction for her, but also is she recognizing him as well? You would think that she wouldn't recognize this vision, but no, I mean, maybe she still would because she would probably still be playing into the illusion. But one thing they said, they pointed out that he, it wasn't the same vision. Like they said, like she recast vision, I mean, not vision. Uh, excuse me. She re she recasted Quicksilver, and I don't know what that can mean. Like, she recognizes is him as her brother, but at the same time, it's pretty obvious that she was recasted. So, like I said before, maybe she is still in the illusion herself. But like, even so, like I, that just does not make sense to me. That is really confusing. They they literally say that that she recasts him. Why is he here? Part of me thinks, like, and when I first saw it, the theory that I originally had was that maybe she brought him back, it, like, she brought, uh, she recasted him because so many years had already passed since Quicksilver, her brother's death. So she couldn't, she couldn't just, you know, bring him back and revitalize his body because his body had already decayed. Like how she did visions, his body, it was too late. His body had already decayed and, you know, beyond revitalization, if I'm using that word right. And so she had to recast him as somebody else. And so she picked another Quicksilver from the Omniverse and brought him here. And that's where he comes from. So that was my original um, thing, but I'm still not 100% sure. I really don't know. And God, I can't wait for t- episode um, seven. It, wait, I mean, episode six, excuse me. Oh my God, I need answers, y'all. I need answers. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous that they wait, making us wait a whole nother goddamn week. Uh uh-uh. uh. Y'all, y'all really tripping right now. Y'all really fucking tripping a whole week. An entire week is Saturday. The episode just came out yesterday. Is they need to they need to allow us to be able to fucking do premium or some shit like premium access because no, I need the episodes now. I need answers now. Why is Fox X Men Quicksilver in? WandaVision now in the MCU is it just an appearance or is it permanent what is it what is going on it does that mean that it's the introduction of the X-Men or does this have anything to do with the introduction of the X-Men is the person that the, the guest appearance or the like big deal cameo that they're at, that they're talking about this guy or is it going to be Magneto or some other person like what is going on it's crazy it's crazy I'm barely having answers. I mean, questions be answered, but excuse me. With that being said, 
I'm going to cut it here. Um, I feel like this was a pretty good podcast. Um, honestly, like when I was just uh, loading up the other half that I just recorded, I'll, it didn't show up for a second. So I'm really hoping that that didn't get deleted because if it did, no podcast this week because that would be really, really frustrating. I feel like that was a really good half and I feel like this is a really good half. And if you think so as well, let me know. Um, you can let me know somewhere around here on whatever podcast platform you're listening to by giving a review or you could go follow and give me a comment and suggestions and DMs and stuff like that over on my Instagram at Gary Allen M or at Penny Street Official. And you can, like I said, give those a follow and show them some support. Um, go look at Valentina, check her out. Um, the merch and stuff is coming out soon. So be sure to go check that out and see if you want to buy anything, see if you like anything and also go check out Ink Thunder because they are an amazing artist and they need all of the clout and, you know, uplifting and exposure as possible. So anyway, thank y'all for listening. Um, and thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Harley podcast. Good morning. Good afternoon and good night.